Welcome to Is This Scary? This is Zach. This is Phil. This is Shelby. This time we'll be talking about Alejandro Anaminabar's The Others from 2001. This is the winner of our poll for psychological, or is it psychological horror? No, paranormal. Paranormal. So, going into this, uh, everyone, let's go one by one. Who has seen this movie before this and who hasn't? Me. I watched it multiple times before this. I really like this movie. I had never seen this before. This is Dude. my first time ever watching it. I'm shocked. The movie's existed for 20 years. I don't know how it missed your radar as big of a horror fan as you are. Uh, I don't have an answer for you. Yeah, at the same time, I feel like people don't watch this movie. I mean, because it's kind of slow. It know. is kind of slow, but like in 2001, I was in high school. I remember when this movie came out. Mm. It was in all the newspapers. There was advertisement stores everywhere. This movie was huge, it was and it made a ton of money. Mm-hmm. I I can definitely tell you that I was seven. Well, no, I and get what, that you wouldn't remember that, but well, what I'm by the time like I was in high school and actually getting into horror. This was, like, as much as it was big then, it was more of a cult, kind of. Because most people had not heard. My age group didn't hear about it. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I get it. Some movies don't stand the test of time mm-hmm. and are rewatched forever. Although, also being a foreign film, too. Right, because this is a joint production. This is a uh, UK and Spain mm-hmm. flick. Is this movie the only thing those two countries can agree on? That and it soccer. might be well either that or we might be completely wrong on this. Country movie. Spain language English. Okay, yeah, no, this is a Spanish film, English, English language. Actors. Yeah, it's a yeah, that's weird, but it's an English language Spanish film. And it was released in the United States before it was released in uh Spain. Wow, by over a month. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah, so off of a budget of under seventeen million, they made about two hundred and ten. So that's <laughs> That is a insane return. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And this, unfortunately, is uh, Aminabar's only real hit. He had a few short films in Spain before this, and mm-hmm. then it's two feature films, also Spanish, you know, in Spain, that got all of the actors, because we, we watched some interviews with the actors, they watched his previous work, and it got everybody on board. So, at the very least, his first three films were very good. Because, unfortunately, after the others, he hasn't had a financially successful film. Mm -hmm. So, Mr. Aminabar might actually be a one-hit wonder director. Yeah. What are you talking about? You've never heard of the movie While at War? The Sea Inside. I have heard of one of his other movies. Regression. I've heard of Regression. Unfortunately, Regression has a really, really bad track record. It's, um, It's apparently terrible. I haven't seen it, though. The only one... I s- I've heard of on it was actually Agoria. I've heard of Agoria. Yeah, with a budget of seven seventy million and box office was thirty nine. It wasn't good. All right, <laughs> let's talk about the one good movie he did. Yeah. Yeah. What I like about this movie starts with a scream. Ah! It does. So jump scare. <laughs> Literally, it is. It starts with the jump scare. We get Nicole Kidman waking herself up from an obvious nightmare, checking her watch, and you can tell by the look on her face, it's, crap, I overslept. Mm-hmm. And then she gets up and starts her day. Yep. And the it's very simple, and then it opens up with 
the three soon-to-be caretakers. You have Bertha Mills, who's the older lady. Very thick Irish accent. I, I appreciate her. She is an Irish act- actor, so it's a genuine accent in comparison to some other actors who try to do Irish accents and they fail. Um, you have Mr. Tuttle, who is going to be the gardener, who we all feel terrible for. He is MVP. And um, Lydia, who is a mute. Yes. And they literally just show up at the house. Hey, we got your advertisement of servants. Mm -mm. Yes. They show up at the house and they ask if she needs help. Mm. Well, she assumes that they found that they heard the. uh, Right. Yeah. Um, advertisement. Advertisement. <laughs> We're can't not say British. Words. I know. Yes, um, the British obviously can't speak their own language, so. No. <laughs> but, and then it's very quickly, you see Grace, which is Nicole Kinman. She is the star actress of this. Yes. Um, she is, she's got this, this house under lock and key. She's very strict. <laughs> and you can tell this, because this is, this movie takes place like, immediately after World War II. So she is the definition of keep calm and carry on. She's got Mm -hmm. a super stiff British upper lip. Mm -hmm. And I can just, just from her demeanor and the way she acts and Mm -hmm. interacts with her kids, I would not want her to be my mom. She's a scary lady. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. As I love what the three caretakers do in this. They just kind of just like, uh uh-huh. They just don't say anything. They just follow her as she's like, you must keep these doors locked at all times. If you enter a door, you immediately lock this door. I won't lie. I assumed at that point, knowing it's a horror movie, I was like, oh, this is this is uh, her being paranoid about like ghosts or something mm-hmm. like that. Like the doors are going to fling open by themselves. Yeah. And it's just like, okay. And then it's like... Turns out it's a very real different problem. Yeah. It's like, okay, then finally they're like, okay, I can introduce you to the children now. Now that you understand there are certain rules that you must follow. And they go upstairs. She wakes up the children. All the lights are... All the curtains are drawn. The only light is candles, which I will go into lighting uh, later because it's great in this film. And you find out that these two young children, Anne, which is the oldest, and Nicholas, youngest son, um, have a very rare disease where they are allergic to light. They are fatally photosensitive. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. Exorderma. Hold on. It's possibly exoderma pigmentosum. Yeah. Which is... Sorry. Medical parlance, they just call it XP for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? You, are you saying you don't want to say that every time you have to explain why you can't go outside? No. Nope. Yeah. So pretty much they will... <laughs> I have XP, so I need to kill you so I can get your XP. Sorry. Yeah. Within moments of them being in the sunshine or anything lighter than a candle or like a fireplace, they will immediately break out into third degree burns. They will lose the ability to breathe and they will die. Right, it's a, and with X, actual XP. XP, exposure to sunlight, yeah, it causes third degree burns and can cause almost immediate tumors. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a very serious 
disease. Um, they're one of the parlances used for people with it is children of the night because it's literally the only time they can actually go outside. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I love what Bertha does. She is very like grandma. She's, I, I love how she's genuine with her caretaker ways. She is. She knows her way around the house very well, and she's very motherly or grandmotherly to the children. She talks to them, not even though she is technically lower class than they are, she kind of treats them as her own. She talks. Well, she treats them as equals. Yes. And she, and they are respectful to her too. Right. They just kind of like, are you going to leave us? They, they, I think they try to scare her a little bit. They kind of, especially Anne, because she's that trickster kind of thing. She's like, so are you going to leave us like the others did? I was getting mad Bly Manor vibes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you find, it's just slipped out, but not really go into detail that a week from that day, all the servants literally vanished. They left overnight. They were gone by the next morning. Yeah. Anne keep at an early scene... Anne goes, now you know what happened that day. And Nicholas just gives her this look and like, shh, nothing happened. She went mad. <laughs> so, and so, yeah, Nicholas is Very protective mom- of his mom. Yeah, and he, he's on mom's side the entire time. Yeah. Mommy's little boy. <laughs> hey. Yeah, well, and I like what she does. She's she's just a smart mouth. I, I love what she does because she's just like, you can tell that she picks on her mom on purpose. Like, mm-hmm. she was definitely probably a daddy's girl. And it's and it's sad because her dad is away at war. Right, her dad went off to uh, fight in France. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, when they are talking about like the Incident. other staff leaving and everything, uh, they do end up asking about Miss Mills and what it was like when she was there. And then she recounts as many people left due to an outbreak of tuberculosis. Yeah. Right. Which is what it is. Yep. And she. Really r- reveals to Grace pretty early on that she knows the house so well is because she used to work there in her younger years. Well, and not just her. I was going to say. Mr. Tuttle. Mr. And Tuttle and Lydia. Lydia. They All three of them worked there. Yeah. Because Grace is very interested in Lydia on why she's a mute. And she's like, oh, it must have been like something traumatic that all of a sudden she decided to stop speaking. Right. And so... She doesn't want to speak. She don't want to speak. Okay. And then right before we get the reveal that they worked there before, mm-hmm. Grace confronts Bertha and asks her why she's at the house. Because she says, I put this letter in the post. Mm-hmm. This is my ad for help. Why are you here? Right. And Bertha just said, look, we were passing through. We were hoping that whoever currently lived here needed some help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we knocked on the door. It's such a big place. And the best time of our lives were here. Yeah. Yeah. And she's very trusting of her. It's because Grace is very lonely. And well, and she's she's alone in this giant country house. She is in desperate need of help. Yes. This house is huge. And I love the way the camera work and cinematography on how they film this house. Because they film it from several different ang- angles. And they really just show how this house is, one, it's huge. It's old. But it's also very desolate and very depressing because it very, very similarly looks like almost like a ship lost at sea in the middle of a fog. Because, I mean, the, and the fog is great in this movie. I love and it. And the CGI fog never lets up. And Grace mm-hmm. comments on the fact that be like, I hope the fog lets up. 
It's lasted, you know, two days before. It's never lasted a week. Right. The other thing, Grace has debilitating migraines that can be set off by loud noises and music and things like that. So besides the fact that they never play the piano in the music room, there are zero electronic devices at all in this mm-hmm. house. And she says, well, during the war, the Germans kept cutting the power to the island because they're on the Jersey Channel. So they're literally in the middle of water out in the English countryside. For some reason, the Germans kept cutting to the power to this non-strategic point. But you know what? It works for the story. Let's just ignore that point mm-hmm. and move on. It just shows more of how how alone they are. Oh, yeah. No, it's... Mm-hmm. And, and the noises are bad. Well, and another thing the whole film crew did very well with this is, obviously this is a modern English manor, but they CGI'd trees everywhere and just made this place feel so isolated. Mm-hmm. And she has to feel just suffocatingly alone. Right. Because even though the area outside is very big, she could go out and stroll she can't because she cannot leave her children children are going to make mistakes they are going to run from room to room even though the doors are locked something's going to happen they're going to rustle and tussle and they're going to knock the curtains open and then something's going to happen so she can't leave while the children are awake she has to be in the room with at least one of them yeah or Lydia or Bertha has to be with them. Which, While Mr. Tuttle just has to go out, his old man self has to go out in the shed. Oh, yeah. The, the sleeping arrangements, and I'm guessing it's a class system that I don't understand because it doesn't exist as much in America, by and large, as it would in England. Uh-huh. But it's, mm, Bertha, you and Lydia can sleep in the attic room, and Mr. Tuttle, you can sleep in the shed. What you have, and we find this out. Half the house isn't being used. Oh, it's so infuriating because she literally, in one scene, goes through a junk room that is covered in items that they just aren't using. We like, clear out a junk room and let the servants Mm -hmm. have a place to actually sleep. Nope. To be fair, uh, before Miss Mills, Bertha, ends up uh, talking about her time there in tuberculosis, right before that, they're going through some of the boxes and stuff, and they find some 19th century photo albums. That is, because that's early in the movie, and they find the morning photos. She's just like, what? All these people are asleep. Yeah, and Miss Miss Bertha Mills sits there and goes, no, no, they're dead. dead." And Grace asks, why would they do this? That is one of the biggest quotes from this movie, which is, uh, death of a loved one can lead people to do strange things. Right, and Bertha also comments at that point and be like, well, in the last century they believed that taking a picture of your loved one could help them find the bridge to the next life. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is Anne starts talking to Nicholas, who only Anne can see. Oh, Victor. Victor. You're right. Nicholas is her brother. You're right. Yep, Victor. Anne starts talking to Victor, who at first only she sees. Mm -hmm. And then she tells... Grace about the man, the woman, the old woman, and Victor. And she puts numbers down. She's seen mom and dad two times a piece. She's seen Victor five times. She's seen the old woman 14 times. Says she has bad breath. And I was like, that's rude. (laughs) (laughs) 
But Rude, you're British. All of you have bad breath. Yeah, Fight me. And at first, Grace is just like, oh, she's this is an imaginary friend. But then Grace is also very strict. They are very strict Catholics. So, like, she's teaching, uh, she's raising Grace to do her first communion. That's what they're building up to. And and she's she and she's teaching them at a very young age about child martyrdom, mm-hmm. which is a really dark topic to teach your, like, five or six-year-old. Yeah. She's also continually asking Miss Mills, hey, when when's the father going to be here? Oh, yeah, when's we, the priest coming by? Yeah. We send out for him. Oh, I'll I'll talk I'll talk to him next time I go into town. We'll see. Mm-hmm. When's he gonna be here? Yeah. Because yeah. Ver- Bertha's like, oh yeah, I saw the the pastor came by. Or oh yeah, I talked came- to the I talked to the priest yesterday. Yeah, yeah. he'll be by in, in a couple days. Or I saw the postman and the little and he delivered a letter. And it's like, yet we never see anything. It's like okay. And Grace, at for a while, is just like, okay, I'm just going to let Anne... And then to the point where it's like, okay, I'm done. Stop lying. To the point where Anne is constantly getting punished. She has to read scripture all the time. And I love those scenes where Grace thinks that she's doing a punishment, but yet she's really, like, torturing her kids, like, psychologically. Because she'll be like, okay... Nicholas, you're going to stay in this room by yourself in the dark, and you're going to study. If you're scared, hold your rosary. Hold, hold your rosary and say the Lord's Prayer. It'll make your fear go away. I'm going to be honest. Because that's what makes my fear go away. So it'll make yours go away. Mm-hmm. I, at that age, nah. So, mm-hmm. Nah. That ain't happening. I'll, I'll die by the by other light <laughs> at that point. Mm-hmm. I was terrified of the yeah. dark when I was young. Mm-hmm. And, and those scenes where it's just, it's the light of the candle and it's like, you're just expecting something to just pop up or like a clawed hand's going to come over the, the table or something. Like you're expecting something to happen. I was going to say, the one thing they really create in this is a very oppressive and dour atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Like you just, you feel the tension coming yes. out of the screen. I Very, and the great use of silence. There this is, is a very, very, very quiet movie. Yes. And the, to the point where we're watching it, we're jacking it up the volume really loud so that we can hear the dialogue. And then all of a sudden, boom! It's like, jeez. Pull <laughs> out your ears. The one thing I really found interesting about this movie is that until one specific point in the movie, there isn't a lot of paranormal. No. No, there isn't. There's more talking about it mm-hmm. with talking about Victor There's, and everything than actual paranormal. There are a lot of moments of suspense and tension. Yeah. yeah. Then there is actual ooky spooky. Which and then at that great. one and then at that one point it's all paranormal all the rest oh, of Oh yeah, no. It's yeah. when when it goes for it it turns it up to eleven. Yeah. yeah. And it's it starts off slow. Grace again is giving Anne a punishment where she has to stand at the top of the stairs and she has to read scripture. It's during the day. She's just minding her own business, um, sewing in the... She's doing needlepoint. She's needlepoint needlepoint in the, um, I think it was in the nursery or playroom or whatever. And then all of a sudden she's hearing loud walking above her. Right. And at first she thinks it's maybe Nicholas or she's, no, she, but she thinks it's Lydia. She thinks it's Lydia because Nicholas is on the same floor that she, yeah. she is. But then once she sees that Lydia is outside, it's like, what? Because, yeah, 
you get that scene where she she asks Miss Mills to go talk to Lydia, mm-hmm. and Miss Mills leaves the room, and then it's thump 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 thump, and she's just staring at the ceiling, and then she's looking around, and then she looks outside, mm-hmm. and there's Lydia, and as like a few seconds after she locks eyes on Lydia, there's more loud thumping upstairs. Yeah, yeah. after which, after complaining hard. Why is Lydia moving so loud so much? Mm-hmm. And the fun part about that is, at this point, everyone is accounted for and no one can be on that floor. Yep. She goes to Anne. Anne's like, I'm not doing anything. I did exactly what she said. She's been reading this whole time. You're jumping the gun. That's the crying scene. Crying scene. I was going to go to the junk room. Well, that's where she goes because the junk room's immediately above her. Mm-hmm. So we get into the junk room and they have all of these things covered in sheets. Mm-hmm. And she just starts whipping sheets off. We, You get a pretty nice fake-out scare. I guess, spoiler alert, because we're just running through this. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen this 20-year-old movie, if you're like Phil. <laughs> <laughs> hey. But, um... Right. Spoiling from, from right now. Yeah. There's a pretty good fake-out scare where you see a ghostly shape and its hand reaching out. And she pulls it off and it's the statue of the Virgin. But at that point... She gets you get the shot out of the mirror and an open closet door behind her just shuts. Mm-hmm. And then she hears crying. Mm-hmm. She goes, oh, Nicholas, and she runs back down to where Nicholas is studying. And he's like, looks at her all crazy. I was reading. Yeah. I was studying like you told me I had to. Yeah. And so she's runs back across to Anne. And then Anne does exactly what you said. She, I've been studying. Mm-hmm. Leave me alone. Right. I have. To, you're making me do this. Let me finish. Mm-hmm. It just, she unravels. Yeah, it's a lot of fake outs like that. Like she hears things and she automatically thinks it's the children, whether they're crying or they're talking or something like that. And she runs to them and they're like, no, it's not me. Some Sometimes she completely believes them, especially Nicholas. She completely believes her baby boy. Because Nicholas but, cannot do anything wrong. Exactly. But Anne, to the point where she's like, no, you're lying. You're going to go to hell. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, just like. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, she gets real rough. <laughs> mm-hmm. She gets real rough with Anne. Mm-hmm. To the point that there's a scene that uh, Mrs. Mills asks her, be like, don't you think she's been punished enough? She's been reading the Bible all day long for three days straight. Excuse me? You're making your child probably read for eight to ten hours a day? Mm-hmm. Punishment done. Yeah. Chill out. In all honesty, that's the kind of stuff that leads kids to like reject religion completely because it's just at that point it's not being used as a, what it's supposed to be it's used as a weapon mm-hmm. yeah, if you don't do what i say you'll go to hell because you're making god sad right it's like okay mom mm-hmm. jeez and i think the turning point at this point is i guess to she hears the piano piano playing at night yeah oh i love that scene yeah so, so yeah, we get to it, and she hears the piano playing at night. She goes down to the music room. Yeah. We know from the beginning that the piano has not been used the, in five years. The it's piano's locked. locked, yeah. Nobody's allowed in that room, because it's just like, it's unused space. We're not going to use it. She goes into the music room, locks the door behind her, mm-hmm. and then goes to the piano, which is wide open, so she shuts and locks it. And as she turns around to go to leave the room, the piano starts playing again. Mm-hmm. And she freaks out, naturally, mm-hmm. as you would. And she rushes out of the room because somebody, something is in that room with her, obviously. Yeah. And then... She shuts the door. 
and then goes to open it like yeah. creepily open and then just slams right in her face and knocks her down yeah knocks her down does she have the gun in her no. hand at that time Not no yet. but like she, she starts she, yelling yeah she freaks out and then bertha just stands at the top of the yeah stairs. she just calmly walks down the stairs she's like what's going on <laughs> <laughs> and this is the point where grace is convinced the house is haunted yes and grace literally i'm gonna go and get this house blessed so I'm going to go get the priest myself. Right. This is also the point in time where she stops punishing Anne for mm-hmm. <laughs> for her imaginary friend, Victor, mm-hmm. who might not be imaginary. Yeah. Okay. And during this, before she goes to head off to town, she makes... So she and the three servants, they lock the kids in their, in the, in their room and they search the entire house. Mm-hmm. And they find nothing. And during the search scene, one of my personal favorite uh, visual tricks that they do happens. You get this dark room, and there's this sinister face in the background, and then the curtains are whipped open, and it's just a painting. I love that. But that reveal was so well done, yeah. and that is one of those instances where, hey, Phil, what what are the lighting guys called? Is it gaffers? The gaffer that was on set that day, mwah, perfect job. Great. <laughs> Yeah. The gaffers throughout this whole movie mm-hmm. were great. Yeah, and they they search all day. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. They're both exhausted. I mean, again, Bertha and Mister um, Tuttle. Yeah, Mister Tuttle. They keep their little asides that they have all through the movie. How many are times great. does Mister Tuttle rake the leaves? How many times? So many times. And I'm pretty sure he's picking leaves off the ground. By putting hand. them, no, picking them off the trees, putting them on the ground so he can rake the leaves. Yes, he needs something to do. <laughs> and I mean, it's a very quiet for a period of time. They go and search the house. They're not finding anything. And I like the next scare, which is oh, that's which way did they go? And and. That way, that way, that way. They're all going, oh, now they're that way, now they're that way, now they're that way. Yeah, because at one point she hears a door slam and she runs out into the hallway and Anne's standing and she goes, where are they? And Anne goes, two of them went to that room, one of them went over there and the other one went downstairs and then you just hear, slam, slam, slam. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like Shelby was saying earlier, at this point, Grace is just internal turmoil Mm -hmm. hits a 10 and she's like screw this i'm getting the priest yeah i think the final before she goes is she puts Anne in her communion dress kind of looks like a wedding dress Uh, hold on i know what you're talking about and i think because i think that's that's before that's after oh it's after so that's after. Okay. So yes, she is like, I'm not taking, Bertha's like, oh, calm down. The pastor will be here in like a day or so. And she's like, uh-uh. She's like, something's going on in this house and I need to take care of it myself. And I love the way the cinematography and the fog is used in this point because as she's getting away from the house, just it gets whiter and whiter and white to the point where it just completely whites out. She <laughs> cannot see anything. She's completely off the trail. She's freaking out, and I love, it's a huge contrast of the darkness that's so suffocating in the house. Now she's in the daytime, she's in the daylight, and how suffocating it is, again, in this standpoint. She's still paranoid, she's freaking out, until... We hear some footsteps. Yeah, we hear some footsteps, and it's Charles, 
her husband. Right, who is played by Christopher Eccleston. And for your Doctor Who fans out there, the ninth Doctor. Dad's back from the war. Charles comes back. He's all in his war tara. And he just acts very PTSD. Yeah. And I like what he says. I'm from the front. I'm back from the front. I bleed sometimes. Yeah, yeah. He's just... That was weird. (laughs) It was weird. Because, yeah, she's just... Where have you been? How did you get here? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and then to one of her questions... I don't remember which one. Yeah, his response is, I bleed sometimes. It's just like... Uh, and incorrect in that in that time frame he would have been suffer suffering from battle shock mm-hmm. or battle battle fatigue, fatigue. battle fatigue battle those fatigue. were the two yep shell, well shell shock was world war one and battle fatigue was, was world war two mm-hmm. they're all names for ptsd exactly and, and now we have ptsd and all emotion has been taken out of it and all those who are george carlin fans you're welcome mm-hmm. um anyway so she takes Charles back to the house. He gets a bath and a shave, and he goes to bed. Yep. And, yeah, I mean, he... <laughs> he says hi to the kids he said, Yeah, he says hi to the kids. His kids are very happy, especially Anne. She's very happy to see her her father. And she's at this... Anne is at this point where she's really spacing herself away from her, her mother. Yeah, she's... Well, she's really, really mad at Grace. Because yes. Grace is just... Not on her side at all. Yes. So she's, at this point, she has not really said a word to her mother in like 24 hours. And it takes a while for her to say anything or even greet her mother for a while. And all the time when her mom's not in the room, it's mom's going mad again. Mm-hmm. Mom's going mad. Mm-hmm. Okay. and Don't say that. And during the same time... Right before Grace heads off to the village, she tells Mr. Tuttle to see if she can, if he can find a, a cemetery on the grounds and see if there's a family that had a little boy named Victor. Mr. Tuttle knows where the gravestones are. Mr. Tuttle has been actively covering the graves with leaves the entire time he's been there. Yeah. <laughs> Which and is I, sounds great. Sucks. And I love what he says because he's like, oh, yeah, the curtains. Oh, yeah, the fog. Because the Miss, oh, yeah, the Miss yeah, Bertha is like, yeah, the fog's gonna keep her. It, the fog will get her back. She ain't going. Oh yeah, the fog. Almost like the fog does not exist. It's Mr. Like, Tuttle's great. I love VIP. Great VIP of this movie. Boom, <laughs> Mr. Tuttle. He's great. Uh, but yes, even though it's like, oh, it's a nice heartwarming moment. Bertha's kind of weirded out by the father being there. Like, what are you doing here? But then it's whatever. And then, so the morning after Charles comes back home, mm-hmm. Anne, um, Grace is working on finishing the fit for Anne's communion dress. Yep. And Anne gets to wear the dress. Right. And it's, I was going to say, Grace says some really weird things in this scene for me to be like, don't sit on the ground. It'll get dirty. And I was looking at that dress going, it's yellowy white. Let her get it dirty. You won't notice. <laughs> She'll need it for literally one day. And it's, I love what they did with this. Because again, it's Yeah, because the... Grace leaves the room, goes and checks on Charles. And they have a very combative uh, conversation. And she goes back in to check on Anne again. Mm-hmm. And that's when... Uh, when Anne's face is revealed from the uh, veil, she sees an old woman's face, which I found out 
the old woman, Renee a uh, Asherson. The only reason I bring this up, this was the last movie she ever starred in. She okay. was ever in. The first one was in 1944. She was born in 1915. Wow. Her yeah. first, yeah. Classic actress. She, uh, she died in October 30th, 2014 at the age of 99. Nice. So, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I love this. this yeah. I remember so, this scare when I was a kid when I watched it. It was so good because he's coming back around. Anna's sitting on the floor playing, playing with a puppet. And she looks at Anne's hand and... Kind of notices something's off, and by the time she She's makes like, it, you're not my daughter. I am your daughter. Oh, that's but yet so we can creepy. clearly see. And it's this wrinkled old woman. Her eyes are cataract shut. Mm -hmm. And she like, like and uh, like Grace just loses it, and she starts ripping at the veil, shaking her. Blah blah blah. The veil gets revealed, and it's it's Anne. It's Anne, and she's Anne. ripped the dress. Badly. Yeah, Anne is completely, she is terrified at, of her mother at this point. She is, and it's just to the point where, like, yeah, Anne's lost her, Grace has lost her mind. Bertha comes in, grabs Anne, and completely just shuts the door. And Anne's all the time saying that she, Mommy's lost her mind, mind like she did that day. Mm -hmm. That day. Sorry. Yeah. Dun, right. Dun, 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 dun. And then, um... Anne demands to talk to her father. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> she's in the room with Charles for a while. And then after Anne leaves the room, Charles tells Grace that he has to tell her something. He's like, look, I have to go back to the front. And Grace just looks at me like, the war's over. What front? Where are you going? And he's I have to leave. She's like, you can't leave. She gets him to stay with some sexy time. Mm -hmm. But the, the next motionless in bed. As the plot summary reads. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, but the next morning, Charles is gone. Mm -hmm. And something else is gone, too. Every single curtain in the house. Mm -hmm. And the kids are freaking out for obvious reasons. They're hiding behind their bed. Anne grabs a comforter. She goes to the study room, is able to black it out with the uh, chalkboard. Board. Yeah, chalkboard. Yeah, chalkboard. Mm. And immediately goes to birth immediately goes after Lydia. I know oh you took the curtains. Yeah. It's terrifying. Like she's like, write it down. She and Bertha's just like com um, comes to the defense. And as at this point, and especially even a little bit before then, we're already getting suspicious of Bertha because she's she's having conversations with Mr. Tuttle about like, oh, cover the gravestones. She'll and, and then it's don't worry, she'll figure out what's going on before too long. Exactly. They're like, oh, how long is it going to take her this time to figure out what's going on? So it's like, okay, it's like... So it seems like Bertha has been in this sort of situation before. Yes. And then immediately, like, Bertha's sacked. Lydia's, Lydia's sacked. Well, she she gets rid of all three of them. Yeah. yeah. She's, they're all... Get there. out. You're messing with me. You mm -hmm. took the curtains for some reason. I can't trust you. Yeah. Go. I'll, the, I will protect my children. And walks around the house, checking the house, looking for yes. curtains. So, mm -hmm. And that's when we go to nighttime. Yep. And Anne decides to escape. Yep. And Nick's like, I'm scared, I'm coming too. Mm -hmm. Yep. And they get out, they get past the creepy tree in the yard, and they see the three servants in the mm -hmm. walking up in the them. distance. As Nicholas is like, he's scared, he's like, oh, Bertha, like, can we kind of come with you? And then Anne is like, no, stay away from them. They're dead. 
As Anne finds the graves. Yep. Anne finds the small graveyard. And it says Bertha Mills on it. And it, well, it's all three of them. Mm-hmm. And you get a double reveal with this because Grace is searching the house and has finally figured, well, I guess the only place I have left to search is where Bertha and Lydia were sleeping. And mm-hmm. she finds Bertha Tuttle and Mrs. Mills's morning photo. Mm-hmm. Which that does mean that in this movie, the morning photos are Chekhov's gun. Right. And right. they, they had Chekhov's died. pictures. Chekhov's pictures. They had died. In the 1800s. It's yeah. like 1870s. Yeah, 18, like 1871 or something like that. And th- I love what they did with this. The music is very subtle. It's very dark. Very minimum lighting. The fog, again, is is just... It's just lightly. It's not too much. It's not too extreme, but it is kind of following the, the three, following the trio as they're walking more to the children. And birth, they're talking... Bertha's just like, come along, children. It's okay. All will be revealed to you. And they're like, oh, hell no. (laughs) Let's run back to the house. At which point, by the time they're running up the garden steps, mom's mom's coming down with the shotgun. Mm -hmm. And the kids run inside. And Grace says, stay back or I'll just stay back and brandishes the shotgun. That's actually one of the... uh the goofs. goofs in this movie is if you look at her mouth, you see her go saying, uh, saying, I'll shoot. But if you listen, she says, don't move. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so she tells them not to move and they Bert. keep coming and she unloads the shotgun and Bertha goes, oh, don't worry. The tuberculosis outbreak back in eight- 1871. No. In 1891. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't worry. The tuberculosis outbreak of 1891 did us in a long time ago. Yeah. Mm. Like, we've been dead for 50 years, lady. (laughs) What are you going to do to us? Exactly. You can't do that. Salt. It's just like, okay, the only place, the only salvation, safety is the house. So she runs back in the house and locks them out. And I love what they do with the camera at this point because it's like, it almost seems the way that they're moved, the trio, as they come to the window, it's almost they're almost like right on it. Literally, they're. It they looks are, like they're about to walk through. They are yeah. right about. That's what I was expecting to mm-hmm, see. That they were just going to walk through it, but almost they are respecting her boundaries at that point they because are. they can walk through it. But they're like, you need to learn what's going on. Look, it needs to be revealed. And, to and you. yeah, and Mrs. Mills is going. Look, let us in. We can help. Mm-hmm. We've gone through what you're going through, like, and then makes a statement about how we all have to live in harmony. Yes, right. And it's like, especially even with the intruders, the new ones, the others, the others, the others who the entire time we forgot to mention this at this point, but Anne has been telling her mom, we'd be like, every time I see any of them or talk to any of them, they tell me that the house is theirs now. So, and this is just another thing that's. Picking away at Grace's well, sanity. That's that's not completely accurate because they don't say. Uh, she doesn't say that. They say that the house is theirs now. They just say the house is theirs. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. The now would give away the reveal. Right. But yeah. And, and this everything ha- wraps up pretty quickly. Right, because at this point, Anne children hears, are hiding. Children are hiding in their closet. Yes. And Anne hears talking, people talking upstairs. She hears a conversation. And just with her shotgun in tow, rips up the stairs into the kids' rooms. And in the kids' rooms, the kids are in the closet. The doors 
open, but you don't see who is there, and they get pulled from the closet. Yeah. And it's a quiet... She goes into the children's room, and you finally see the figures that Anne has been talking about. You see the older woman. You see, I think it's her, who's supposed to be her husband or her son. Uh, and you see well, you Victor's see, parents. Well, right. Well, you see the older woman and her assistant. Yes. Yeah. You see, yeah, because the older woman is, no, you don't, You what you see, let me look at it again. Yeah, it's four That's people. Sure. Yeah, there were four people. Yeah. I was just trying to remember. I, he's, I he's her assistant. Yeah. I, I think was, they had the same so last was, name, but who cares? Oh, it's no. He's he's just the assistant. He the only, no yeah. in the cast. He's just listed as assistant. They don't yeah, even. No. They never say that I, guy's name. I was he's just thinking there. That, I was thinking that there was another character there that was the medium. Not the old lady was the medium. The, yeah, no. The the old lady's the medium because she's doing automatic writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and every time she finishes a page, she just whips it at her assistant, and, and he reads keeps it. going. And and. As Nicholas is cowering... The, Anne starts answering the questions she that she's asking. She goes up to the old woman and whispers to her as she's looking to her mother. And she... The old woman says, Is that where she killed you? And it's just like, Oh my gosh, what? That's yeah, a, what was the incident. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good reveal the first time you watch the movie. You oh, can yeah, ask Phil. Phil was convinced that the house was haunted well i <laughs> if you if you remember clearly i had a you thought i called it i or, did because well, you said it i said like that 15 minutes into the movie. yeah i said it watch because it went from oh the three housekeep the three housekeepers are uh dead then it went they're all dead watch it they're just gonna all be dead i was just sh- taking shots in the dark i felt like the the three housekeepers they were weird mm. they were probably dead that's kind of truly where I was thinking, thinking it was going. But yeah, no, the reveal was real good. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so the, the, the children the medium, first react to it like, what? Like, like we're not, they keep on Yeah, they just keep screaming we're, we're not, not dead. dead. And that's when Grace times in as well. She says the same thing, starts banging on, on, the, do- on the, table. the table. And it also cuts back to... The table is just moving, and she's not there. She right. picks up papers on the table. She's ripping them up, and they are floating and ripping in the air. So you're you're revealed that also Grace is she's is a ghost. Dead. She's a she's dead. That's and then the family dips out. Well, that is when the family dips out. But the medium reveals exactly what happened, and so you get the assistant's readings like, and so she smothered the two children and then shot herself in the head with a rifle. Mm-hmm. Which, I didn't see a rifle in the house, but I know what actually happened. Mm-hmm. She she went out like Kurt Cobain. She blew <laughs> her head off with a shotgun. She gave herself the Kurt Cobain before it was popular. So, what we can surmise from that scene is, so about a week before this, which, by the way... Who sells a house that quickly? Yeah, I was about to say, if there are any realtors, realtors from uh, Breton that listen to this, can you get in contact with us and let us know if... You know, a lady murders her kids and then commits suicide. You put the house on the market and it sells within a week because yeah. uh, in America, it doesn't happen. There's mm-hmm. like investigations and all sorts of legal things that have to happen before you yeah. can sell that property again. 
And yeah. I like this. The, the wrap up is very, very quick and kind of sentimental at this point. Anne has made her connection with her mother again. They've made peace, even though she was there. Her children were killed by their mother. They still love her and care for her. Dad's not coming back. He is crossed over. Well, yeah, at that point, they figure out dad's dead. Dad died in France. Yeah. That's a, so he's he's now a wandering spirit. And that's why he bleeds sometimes. Yeah. I believe yeah. sometimes. And they're just standing by the window as they pan out and say, this they, is... This, the house is... Oh, yeah. Stars. Bertha says, well, 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 you'll have to live, learn yeah. to live in harmony with the next family that comes to the house. And no, they'll, this house is ours. Yeah, they'll always... So they're gonna, definitely going to be... While Bertha was like, hey, I'm willing... Because this, this she sees it as the house almost like hers as well. She's like, I love this place. I really have. Oh to. yeah, um, we skipped why Lydia is mute. So at the review, once the reveal, Bertha gets to reveal, as soon as Lydia found out she was dead, she it broke her brain, mm -hmm. and she stopped talking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she, it, Lydia it couldn't. Said, Lydia couldn't handle the reveal that she was dead. Yeah. yeah, it also said like it took Lydia like a few days for the reveal to hit her. Yeah. 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 Apparently. Yeah. Apparently, Miss Mills, Mrs. Mills, and uh, Mr. Tuttle figured it out immediately, and are were okay with being spirits trapped on Earth. Mm -hmm. Which I, I guess so. Yeah, because they they even said there's like we see them, and sometimes we don't see them. So there, this house is old. I wouldn't be surprised she's talking about other spirits or she's talking about real people, because it's right. it's a possibility. Just like how only Anne could really see them until she could only she was only the person that could really see them nicholas had a reaction when victor touched his face and that oh, was yeah, about night, night it time scene. that was about it um but again also we don't see victor until the very end it's like oh we there's don't. victor <laughs> it's I, like okay <laughs> i love the play on this movie where like the fact that the living mm -hmm. are the ghosts are the other yeah mm -hmm. it's i love the play yeah. but it's so good i love the dichotomy between when you get to the very end, how the leaders of the two different groups of ghosts act. Because you have Bertha is obviously head of the servants, mm -hmm. and Grace is the head of her family. And Bertha's idea is, look, we died here. Our our spirits are are connected to this property. We, we can't leave the grounds. So let's just coexist with whoever happens to live here. Grace's reaction is, I may be trapped here, but it's mine. You come in, I will do everything in my power to make you leave. This is my house. This is my family's house. You can stay because I need your help, but you're going to help me. Hmm. So be a different is interesting house you go into because you got this spiteful mother. The kids would probably be fine, but they would pick tricks on you. They were the they would be the ones where you start feeling things from the kids because they can't help themselves. But then the mother would be the one that's she's gonna beat the crap out of you in your sleep. She's probably gonna smother you in your sleep. While Bertha's gonna be like, hey, you should probably leave. Crazy lady, she went mad. She's gonna go mad again. Look, she killed her children and herself. Exactly. <laughs> You should leave. <laughs> so the last shot we get is the family, family and so dad. Dad, we, we find out that dad was the one that was playing the, the piano. Uh, piano at night. He's a famous pianist, which is how he was able to afford the expensive country home. Mm -hmm. So they all pack up into their Bentley and drive off. And the last thing we see is 
Grace and her kids staring at the window, and as they fade out, the gate closes and the for sale sign gets hung on it. So it's just implied that there's going to be a continual antagonistic relationship mm-hmm. between Grace and any poor family that tries to move into that house. Yeah. Because, like we were saying, Grace is going to marshal the other spirits in the house to force families out. Mm-hmm. So hear me out. I just thought of entertaining, like, situation. So you have Grace's family, this house, right? And then you have someone in the situation like Hell House LLC, where it's just like, yep, we can't leave. We don't have the money to leave. We're staying. Exactly. <laughs> just, oh, yeah. Because the unmovable force versus the unstoppable object. The unmovable ob- object versus the, the unmovable force or whatever. Yeah. The inst- it's Yes, yeah, the unstoppable force versus the immovable object. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah. The idea was right. Because, yeah, no, that would be interesting. Because, obviously, the the pianist had the resources to just pack up and leave. Uh But that's a good point. What if it's somebody that moves out there and goes, Oh, run down old house out here. I can fix it up and flip it. And does the uh, Haunting at Hill House thing. And sinks their entire savings into the house. Mm -hmm. Because they'll get more back when they're done. What do you do then? Does Grace just like Shelby? Does Grace just murder them and they join the cast of ghosties that live in the house? I mean, it's just going to be like Murder House. It would. It would be just like Hell House. Mm-hmm. It would have been interesting if this had ever gotten a sequel, but that never happened. Yeah, and it shouldn't. So, well, what was everyone? Se- oh, go ahead. I was going to say. So, what's everyone's favorite scene? What would y'all really like or really hate? Oh, I have so many things I like about this film. The cinematography was great. The way that they used the fog. I love the way they shoot the house. I love that, how it just looks desolate. And it just looks like the most depressing place. And that makes sense. And when you get the final reveal, and it's like, you, it makes a lot of sense why Grace is the way that she is. Well, here's the thing. I, I can understand why. She has to, she's stuck at a house, Mm -hmm. no matter what, even if she had a, because she had a small team of servants, that was clear. But even with that team of servants, it's, you have to trust them implicitly, because either they're going to town, or you're going to town every couple of days, because somebody has to go on supply runs. Yeah. But having to be so militantly vigilant with the curtains and the doors and everything... That'll weigh down on you. The fact that your children can't go outside. Yeah. The fact that your husband isn't there. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just, yeah, she went nuts. Mm-hmm. Her, well, not that's insensitive, but. Mad. She went, yeah, her mind well, I mean, broke. That's insensitive too, but yeah. Her mind broke. Yeah. yeah. But I love that they are able to, if you can compare this to a lot like The Sixth Sense. You can easily compare this to The Sixth Sense, but the way that they don't reveal that they are ghosts very well to the point in comparison to The Sixth Sense, they eat. They have several meals together. They do. They change clothes. They don't... It's not like, oh, he's wearing the same outfit. They don't change clothes. They they don't have a meal. They do things. like right, they, go on, they go on with life. Mm-hmm. So it it hides it instead of them just going from room to room and they wear the exact same thing the entire time. Well, and I will say, 